Welcome to the Purpose and Profit Sisterhood podcast, where we are a stand for the EAN. We're here to help you make a meaningful difference in a magnificent living. Your bodacious host is Jeanette Anderson. She's your irreverent guide to being bold, brilliant, and brave. So grab your wine, a way to take notes, and strap in. Because this is a no BS, value-packed tour through topics that you need to know about now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Bodacity Show. I am your hostess with the mostest, Jeanette Anderson, and I am here with the fabulous one and only Susan Finn. Hi, Susan, and welcome. I'm so glad you're here and uh, you're joining us from where are you? I'm joining you today, Jeanette, from Westport, Massachusetts, which is on what we call the South Coast, the farm coast of Massachusetts, right on the corner of uh, Rhode Island. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful here today. It looks like I can see the sunshine behind you. All right, I'm going to read you her her official bio, then we're going to get the juicy details, and then we're going to launch right into email and how to make it work for you in this crazy world that we're living in when we don't know what the hell to do with it. All right, let me tell you a little bit about Susan. She believes that every heart-centered entrepreneur has a gift to offer. She believes that marketing is an act of service to those who are currently searching for exactly what you have to offer. Susan created the Rise Above the Noise five-pillar process, which offers heart-centered entrepreneurs a step-by-step guide to create a simplified digital marketing strategy Get out of the chaos, confusion, and time suck. Oh, amen. Show up with consistency and generosity to be able to attract more clients and make more money, which is what we're all here about. Thank you, Susan. I appreciate that. Tell us a little bit more about you, what we wouldn't guess. And at some point, I just want to talk to you a little bit more about your leap moment and how you got into your business. But for now, tell us something we wouldn't necessarily guess or find on your official bios. What you might not guess from my official bio is that I used to breed German shepherds. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I have a black German Shepherd with a long coat and I had two litters with her and they're all phenomenal. I keep in touch with most of the parents of the puppies. They're all purebred and uh, some have been in like competitions. Oh, interesting. Cool. I'm a German Shepherd mom. I don't breed her anymore and I do not think I will breed again, but that was quite a, an experience. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. All right. I wouldn't have guessed that about you. There you go. <laughs> Before we go into talking about email uh, sequences and how to get your emails open and why you need an automated email sequence now more than ever, I'd love to just hear very briefly how you ended up caring about this <laughs> and doing this work. Why does this work matter to you? Why do yeah. you like helping people with their digital marketing? You never know, right? We don't know where our path is going to take you. I didn't know when I was studying food science and I was a quality control manager at a dairy that this would be where I ended up, but life throws you some curves and you're like, huh, what's next? And couldn't go back into the dairy industry. I had to take care of my mom and somebody else's kids and my four kids and going back to the dairy didn't work. So I started a small business from home and learned all of the things. And I found that learning this digital stuff, making websites, figuring out emails, learning about search optimization. This was even before social media really happened. 
it fed that dopamine addiction in my head. Like I loved pressing the buttons and making things happen and going in and learning how to read code. And in doing so, I ended up founding a women's business network, women's business network of Southeastern Massachusetts. And within that group, what we found was many women were trying to balance so many things. And if we could work together, if we could tie our boats together, we would all rise with the tide and that we didn't have to be pushy and we didn't have to be selly. But if we built relationships and if we all learned a little bit of something and we shared it with each other, then we would all be able to rise above what was becoming noise online. And that's how I came up with the name of my business. And the work I do now is just, it just feeds my addiction for learning and numbers and analytics and all that. But having created that particular community in the Women's Business Network, and I'm in another community right now called She Breeds Wellness in Walpole, Massachusetts, you, you realize that there are so many people making real changes for other humans in this world. Mm. And I'm not a coach. I'm not an energy worker. I'm not, I'm not, but I have the skills and ability to help people like that show up mm. so that they can get more clients, help more people. And as we said, make more money. Mm. Love it. And I love the concept of tying our boats together so that the tide lifts all, rises all the boats together. I think that's part of what we share in common in terms of a, a philosophy and an intention with our groups and our communities. And they're part of the key to that is when we share our something that we know, like you said, then we can round out one another's because we can't know it all. And one of the things that's really challenging and daunting for a lot of entrepreneurs is all this tech shit and how to get seen and heard, especially in those ongoing connections. There's been lots of commentary about email is dead and it doesn't work and open rates are low and yada yada. How do you speak to that? And what do you think about email now? You actually brought up two things there. I'm going, to I'm going to come back to emails dead. I don't think so. We'll come back to that. But I want to come back to what you were talking about with people feeling overwhelmed with it, right? Or again, the people who live in this energy, light healing uh, world, coach world that I serve, so many of them are, so many of us are aggressively humble, mm. A, and B, We've got some real work to do and we don't want to spend our time and our precious energy. Jeanette, we know that what we have here is our only true currency is time and energy. We can make money. We can go out and make money. But if we're not protecting our time and our energy, we can't really make a difference in the world. And so if somebody is feeling drained or they're spending too much time on, I don't know if you've ever done this, I'm going off in a million directions, but we're, we're tying it together. You go to make a post on Facebook. This happens to everybody. It's not, I don't know, it's not just me. You go to make a post and if you haven't let the strategy down and you don't already know what you're doing, you go to make a post and you're like, huh, what's this one doing? What's that one doing? And then three hours later, you have 15 tabs open. You feel like crap because you've seen what everybody else is doing and you're still trying to figure out what to do and you still haven't made your post. So when you have a strategy and you've thought about it and it aligns with the 
with the purpose that you've designed for yourself, then it makes it so much better. Email is dead. Email is not dead. What the reason that it's not is because everything I just said about social media being chaotic and like a fire, like trying to drink out of a fire hose, A. B, we don't own anything on social media. We don't own our followers. We don't own our content. We, we can't control who sees it. When you grow an email list that's aligned with the people that you serve, it's your list. Like nobody can take that away from you. Now people can unsubscribe, but if you're creating that content that really hones in on the problem that they're trying to solve, then they're going to be happy to hear from you. As long as you're showing up with consistency and generosity, you can't show up as selling. That's the problem, right? When I say that people are aggressively humble, I think that they're used to getting emails that are selling. But if you're giving emails that are supportive and are generous, then you don't have that icky feeling. <laughs> okay. There's a lot in what you just said that I really love. I love the notion of aggressively humble versus Sally Selly, which I think we think that it's one or the other, and it's not. It's, it's how do you find that middle ground that's authentic, you authentically showing up to serve and serving means selling as well. So how do you have to find that balance? But I also agree about the Facebook black hole, having just a year ago gone through the process of Facebook shutting down my, my someone hacked my, my page, they shut me down. I lost my 5,000 Facebook friends, lost plus access to a bunch of groups that I had. Fortunately, I had admins in my primary group and so I was able to get back in after setting up another profile, but I had to start all over again with connecting with people and so forth and rebuilding. And it was devastating. I've had clients go through the same process and they just, it's very capricious. There's nothing you can do about it. You can't appeal it to anyone. It doesn't matter if you were hacked. There's just, you're just pooped. And yes. so I agree that the asset in the hand is better than the thousands in the bush. Okay, so let's get into the nitty gritty of how do you actually do this in a way that strikes that balance between not reaching out, not connecting? How do you actually develop relationships? And I put air quotes because I don't think of it as relationship selling. I think a relationship is someone who's going to invite me to their birthday party or we go out to the movies once in a while versus contact with your list and adding value and so forth. How do we do that? How do we, I know I asked 12 questions there. Where do we start? Yeah, it's interesting because this week in the Rise Above Noise Facebook group, I'm running a challenge and it just started today. And if people sign up for it today, they'll get the resources for today. And today's lesson speaks directly to what you're talking about. We're going to go through later, talk about different lead generators and why lead generators and how to post them and how to get people to sign up. But today's lesson I took it directly from Donald Miller, who's the author of Story Brand. He owns Story Brand, Marketing Made Simple, Branding Made Simple. He's brilliant. And he always says, if you confuse, you lose. And so what I walked um, our group members through today was how to create a one-liner. And this speaks directly to the work that you do too, as the why whisperer, mm -hmm. right? The why whisperer, I feel, is much deeper and much more personal. But the one-liner is more, how do you show up now for the people? It's problem, solution, result. So you're talking about one problem, right? If you're going to be bringing people in, what's the problem 
people are having. And I'm going to, I'm going to put a pin in that a little bit because I work with so many energy healers, light workers, coaches, creators, they're transformation makers. And they will say, when we start our conversation, what are we talking about? What's the problem? They'll say, so many people have childhood trauma and they have to overcome their childhood traumas. They have to revisit it. And I'm like, all right, we got to take that. And I'm sure this is some of the work that you do. That's why I enjoyed working with you is that it's okay. Maybe let's take that a step back. If I'm having an issue, I don't know that it's childhood trauma. All I know is, oh, I can't sleep. I'm tired all the time. I eat too much. I eat not enough. I'm losing weight. I'm gaining weight. I can't keep my, I can't keep my head on straight. I can't hold relationships. Those are the problems. And so those are what you people have to, what you would have to address. What are the problems people are having? You're not giving them the answer. Oh, you've got to cure your childhood trauma. And then the solution, uh, problem solution results. So the solution again, is not you have to heal your trauma or you need to have such and such therapy. It would basically be, I guide you through whatever it is your process is in a very clear way so that, so then it's the result. So problem solution result, the result so that you can sleep well at night, have better relationships, live a fuller life, whatever it is that their problem is. And so if you're focusing on this, solving the problem, anybody online always is not looking for anything except what's in it for me. What do you have that's going to help me live a better life? And so you have to make that super clear. They don't want to know about your certifications necessarily. Maybe when they start getting into it, they don't need to know that you have what exactly what's going to happen. They just want to know that you're the person that can solve their problems. That, so in talking about a lead generator to grow your list, that's what we're talking about today. So now, okay, so people get on your list. What's next? Now you need to nurture them, right? So what you've done is you've gone fishing out in the ocean and you've brought people into your nice, cozy little pond. And now what you need to do is feed them so that they understand what's happening in this new environment around them. And so I have a five-part sequence that I use. It's again, it's the Donald Miller sequence. And I guide people through this five-part sequence and the first email. So this is where you guys can take some notes. <laughs> if anybody's listening, this is a good place to take notes. Your five-part sequence, the first email is easy. You're just going to deliver what you said you were going to deliver. Here's your da -da 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 problem solution result. And you can just leave it there, leave that call to action. And, but you have to let them know that you're sending some more. You're going to send a sequence. Hey, over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to send you a little bit more information on blah, 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 solving problem. And maybe you put a link to your socials or your scheduling link. I will tell you most of the people that I work with, coaches, creative, their number one call to action is get on a call with them, get on a discovery call with them. And so that's usually where we're going. Number one, deliver the goods. Number two is you got to put a little bit of thought to number two is agitating the problem a little bit. Are you tired of not getting enough sleep at night? Are your thoughts of da, 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 keeping you up, like agitating the problem a little bit. And again, giving some light into what the solution is that you're going to bring them short, sweet. Nobody has time to read long emails. You guys, I don't know about you. Sometimes I get these long emails of like a whole story. I don't have time. Nobody has time. The third one, easy, 
share a few testimonials or case studies. The fourth one is overcoming an objection. And that one's a little more challenging. I find that one takes a lot of going back and forth when I work with my clients. I will say that the most common objection, again, because I work with coaches, is that people, their clients, either A, don't feel like they want to spend the money on a coach, A, B, they think they should be able to figure it out on their own but they've been trying to figure it out on their own for years. So you can overcome that objection. You've been trying to figure this out for years. Isn't it time that you have an experienced guide take you through so that you can feel, right, whatever that result was. That's number four. The fifth one is fairly easy too. It's going to be your sales. It's gonna be a sales letter. Hey, look at I showed you around. Told you about me, told you about the problem, told you what other people are saying. I overcame an objection you're either ready to work with me or you're going to think about working with me later or you can unsubscribe. Here's how you can work with me. Package one, two, and a way to get to that information on your website. That's the five part. It's a story brand script series that I've adopted from Donald Miller. Cool. I've been furiously taking notes. I'm curious about a couple of things. One, first of all, I love your uses of so that's because that takes people into benefit conversation instead of just the features. And I often say that your comment about people don't care what you do. They care, really, I say that they care not what you do, but what does what you do for me? That's the real question they're asking. It's love the real that. question yes. you need to be answering. And anything else is you talking about you and no one cares. It's not that they're asking, what do you do? They're asking, what does what you do for me? I love the use of so that's. Uh, in the, I'm curious because I, I'm with you on one, two and so forth. But when you're sharing testimonials and case studies, if you haven't made an offer yet, if you don't do that until email five, hmm. how do you position the testimonials? What are they testifying to if you haven't offered the thing yet? For instance, if you put testimonials about your coaching, but you haven't asked them to coach with you, doesn't it do the dog tilt head thing? How do you put that in context? Because when they signed up for your lead generator, then they learned, hopefully your lead generator has something in it about you and how you work with people. Right. And they probably are going to go, if they're a little bit curious, they're going to go check you out. They're going to go look at your website. They might find you on LinkedIn. They might find you on YouTube, wherever you are. Again, you can have your social links at the bottom. They've got a pretty good idea. If they just signed up for the seven uh, ways to reduce stress in your life so that you can sleep well at night, lead generator, they're pretty sure, oh, maybe this person helps me sleep better at night. Okay. And so you've got your call to action in your lead magnet. Uh, or whatever they've opted into. And the, the piece around the testimonials and case studies, do you have a recommendation about uh, how many and whether video or written is better? Video is wonderful. And mostly in emails, you can't, I wouldn't embed. I think there are some email providers that let you embed. I don't embed because that makes such a big file that it might not end up into people's inboxes. So on, you would link over to someplace else. People love videos. People do love videos. Statistics show that people love videos. I personally don't. I'm a scanner. And so I'm going to read much faster than I'm going to listen to somebody's video. You might do a little bit of both. You might have one as a video testimonial and then a few that have been written. Okay. And I have 
sheets of testimonials for my coaching, for my speaking, for my workshops, uh, with multiple testimonials about that on each. Is that too much? Or should yeah. you just put one or two in there? Or should you attach the sheet and say, here? Take the juiciest parts. I don't, I would, I recommend usually an email that doesn't, you don't have to scroll more than once or twice to read it. If you have them on your website, you might pick a few of the juiciest nuggets and then say, read more testimonials. That's often the call to action that I'll use on a client's number three. Okay. And then when you were talking about handling objections, again, that's specific to the objections that are going to come up when they, when you talk to them and invite them into working with you in the coaching, et cetera, process or getting them on uh, discovery calls, where do you put those in your sequence? When and where do you invite them to discovery calls? Yeah, I think wherever it feels right to you, I would say often, so far on mine is in my signature. My signature always has schedule a free call with me. I would make it, yeah, probably in that four, the number four when you're overcoming the objection. Because number five, you're going to bring them right to your sales page, mm -hmm. which you're, they're not, nobody's going to hire a coach. Yep. Nobody's going to plunk down a couple thousand dollars without having spoken to them first, but they're going to want to know, is she a $300? Or is she a $3,000 coach? They want to know. So you do want to bring them over to your sales page so that they get an idea. And also it helps you as the marketer, because now people are self-selecting. They're your client or they're not. Okay. And speaking of which, in terms of the sequence, I'm assuming that when you're talking about this, you're not sending a sales letter about a high ticket item, you're sending them something that's next in your what we call product ladder of ascension or next on the customer journey. And that it's not that big leap to the high ticket item. That's correct. correct. Yeah. Or just yeah, get on a discovery call with me. Or sometimes a lot of my clients have group workshops coming up. And so that all lives on a page or, you know, or yeah, a group workshop or a program, or they will say that they have a one month or a three month program to get started. Right. So I have so many questions for you, but you've mentioned Donald Miller a few times and currently, I'm not just currently, I think always, but it's popularized now by him and others like Simon Sinek, that storytelling is a great way to approach mm -hmm. communications. Absolutely. Um, so do you advocate that each of these is got some element of story in it or is it more straightforward? Do you have a format and a template that you use when you write each of these kinds of emails? So when I work with my clients, I'm going to use um, the one that I just was working with on Friday because she's a wonderful storyteller. Her Instagram is phenomenal. She shares so much. So she will be easy to create with. So what we did was we brainstormed. I videoed it all, transcribed it, and, and we'll just take the transcription and move it into her series. She's a wonderful storyteller. It really depends on your personality. I have found that when I, because I'm, I was a scientist first, Jeanette, like, you know that I was a scientist. So I would just, it would be in my comfort zone to just spit out facts all the time. That is my comfort zone. But the emails that I send telling a story about my grandbaby, telling a story about my kids getting married, showing a picture of my dog and me on the beach and why it has to do with whatever topic I'm talking about that day. Those are the ones that get me a conversation. 
those are the ones that people respond to and say, yeah, you know, I was, I love that picture of your, of Reagan, my baby. And also I was thinking of you, are you open to having a conversation about doing some business? Right. So I think people, I think, I, so that's where I had to overcome my, like, I'm a, I'm a scientist. I just want to give facts. I just want to teach facts all the time, but you have to show up as a person. Yeah. I've heard in various different processes and methodologies for the ongoing stuff, because this is a very specific call to action sequence that you were just talking about. But in terms of ongoing nurturing beyond that, that a ratio of around out of every 10 emails, seven tends to be value-based content, something that contributes two of them are personal about you kind of thing, like pictures of your dog, et cetera. And one is a sales email. Yeah. It's like NPR, right? If you listen to NPR, it's they give, and then they have the quarterly fund drive. Yeah. Yeah. So does that resonate for you as well? Is that part of what you would advocate? Is That sounds good. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Because if you sign up for something, right, let's say you did a lead, somebody has a lead generator and they don't have this automated email sequence that goes after it. So you sign up because you want the checklist for what's going to give you energy during the day. And you maybe print it out, maybe you throw it into that folder where all those PDFs are and you never look at it again because it was like, that was great. And then you now read that later and then you don't. Then the next time you hear from that person is when they're selling a program. Right. You're like, who, what? I don't even know who you are. I don't remember. Right. Whereas if you're doing what you just said and you're nurturing and you're telling stories, I would get used to seeing you in my inbox. I would get used to knowing that you've got stories, what your personality is like, what's happening in your world. So that when you give the ask, I'm like, yeah, it's about time for her to make an ask. Yeah. I, I know that the answer to this is it depends. And I'm going to ask anyways, what about frequency? How often in a nurturing email sequence, right? When you're just maintaining contact, how often should you reach out? Like in the, in the first five that we we're just talking about. No, tell us about those, but then tell us ongoingly after that. The five, again, we talk about that. Usually the first one right away. Then the second one, maybe a day after. And the reason is you want people to, that first one that comes in when somebody signs up for their, uh, for your lead generator, that first email is going to get about an 85 to 95% open rate. You will never have that open rate ever again. And so bring them to your heart, make it beautiful, make it, make it, I don't mean beautiful, but make it very clear and easy for them to read. So they're not like, oh, like sometimes I don't open people's emails because they're just telling a whole thing. And I'm like, I said, I'm a scanner. I need to know what to do. The second one is going to get about mm, 60 to 70% open rate. So that's where you're agitating the problem. And then the rest, and then, so I send that one usually a day or two after the first, and then the rest of the series, I might send two to three days in between the emails. Mm -hmm. So then at the end of the last one, you tell people, all right, that was it. Like, that was it. Like they understood that over two weeks, they were going to get five emails and they could unsubscribe anytime if they wanted to. And now they're in your regular flow. And that's when you've got to decide, you as the business owner have to decide, what are you going to do? What kind of a commitment can you make? And that's where people, and maybe people just did this. This is when people go, oh, I got to write every week. I got to write twice a month. I don't think I could do that. 
But when you use the rise, I didn't really go into the rise above noise process, but the rise above noise process is basically we, we, you do the deep work once every three months or so, and you just figure out what it's going to be that you're offering. And it's going to be based on your frequently asked questions. And you're just giving, you're giving and you're giving and you're giving and you're answering and you're answering and you're answering and you're making it about them and you're making it about the future. And then what happens is you've got a plan, you implement the plan, you get positive responses because people are like, oh, this is awesome. Thank you for this information. And then it feels good. So you continue to do it. I send weekly. If there's something that you love to do that also counts as content that you would share on your socials, blog, put it on your blog, put it on YouTube, then put it into email. If there's something you love to do, I was working with a client one time and we were talking about all the things she could do this, share, share her favorite uh, excerpts from her favorite books, share this, share that. What she ended up doing was, you know what? I love to paint. Now, she, painting is not her business, but she decided that she was going to tie her creativity to the emails that she was going to send every week. And maybe she would also tie it to the books that she loved. She had stacks of books everywhere. And finding the joy in tying these together made her look forward to sending those emails every week or every other week. Love it. Uh, and I love that last tip is a gem not to be stepped over. Tie what you may not love to something you do love to make it more palatable and something that you're really gonna actually do. But it also comes with more juiciness and joy then. And that comes through in your writing and in your connecting. Yeah, and or find someone to do it for you, like Susan, that you can work with, who can help you either draw it out of you or do it for you, or some combination thereof, or teach you how to do it. But don't keep trying to beat your head against the wall, or like most of us, simply avoid it. I have lead magnets that have no nurture sequence whatsoever behind them. And that's kind of dumb because I do a lot of work to get them to opt into that thing. And so it's really something that I'm working on right now, which is why I was excited to have you on Susan to talk about this because it's a, a big challenge for a lot of people. So tell everybody how they can find out more about you. And you've got some goodies for my people. So tell me what those are and I will put them in the chat so that you can grab them everybody. So tell us about that. <laughs> Uh, so you can find me at Rise Above Noise. I'm going to, I don't remember which links I gave you, but I'm going to put one in the chat. So a freebie that I have, which I really like is the 12 ways to grow your list. Yeah. So basically I, I also have a lot of lead generators that don't have sequences to them because every month I make a commitment to content and, on my socials. I have somebody that helps me with that. And then what I do is I bundle them up into a resource for uh, to be a, a freebie. So for instance, I had one that was all about subject lines. So now you can get on and learn all about subject lines. I had one that's all about click, uh, increasing your click rate. So now I have one there and they don't all have that. But if you go to riseabovenoise.com forward slash goodies, there are all kinds of goodies up in there for you. Now this week, like I said, I'm having a free lead generator challenge, you can still get on there. That should also be on the goodies list. Or if you go to riseabovenoise.com, it's on events. And I've also put it up in here for Jeanette to share. 
that's going really well because by the end of the week, it's done really by, by the weekend because I'm going to finish giving information on Thursday, give you Friday to work on it, and then share it with me so that if you start today, you start tomorrow, by Friday or Saturday, you have a lead generator created. I've got a couple of guest speakers coming in. I have Ariana coming in on Wednesday to talk about how to create it on Canva, how to create a PDF, um, branded three-page PDF lead page, uh lead magnet. And then Brad Powell's coming on also on Wednesday. I forget which one. I think he's coming on at one to talk about, this is so interesting, Jeanette. He's helping people create podcast lead generators. So you can have gated podcasts where it's your voice. You're in, we're in their ear. They get used to hearing you and it shows up right next to their other podcasts on whatever, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever. So it's that. Cool. All right. So I've shared all of those, the goodies link and the challenge link and the your, your course that you have coming up and your 12 ways to grow your email list lead magnet. So please, everybody, go and grab those and connect with Susan directly. And if you are just flummoxed by all of this, then she, as you can tell, has a very wonderful combination of left brain logical kind of approach to things and a lot of warmth and heart. And that's part of why I really wanted to have you on here and a real desire to take the weight off your shoulders and get you going so you can be seen and heard in the world. I love that about you, Susan. I love your, just your very warm, but logical approach to it and it's just you just make it seem so much easier which is really nice when we find kindred spirits in the business world i look up to everything that you do as well so love it thank you for that thank you for being here and thank you everyone for tuning in i went a little bit long but that's okay there was just so many questions i wanted to ask and even more now that's a good start so please make sure you go and grab those goodies for yourself and would love, love, love to, if you have questions, put them in the chat below. Uh, Susan will check in and respond. And by all means, check her out and reach out so that you can get this organized, get on top of this and make the difference, be the difference that only you can be in the world. Thanks for being here, everybody. Have a bodacious week and bye for now. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, comment, and share. Now go be the difference only you can be.